0: God, what appears to be a dynamite sound. I am a blessed man of God, and the Lord has blessed me to do the things that I do, and so nothing just happens in my life. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Red Herring Podcast. This is episode four. I want to thank you guys for joining in, listening in. those who continue to spread and share and make sure you're diving in every week with me, I appreciate it. I thank you. I love you. I'm thankful for you. Bless you. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, There's a lot going on in the news. If you've peeped uh, episode three, you've seen I've talked a lot about the uh, Minnesota riots and the George Floyd murders and what I want to see from celebrities and what some of my co-hosts at the time wanted to see. Um, but today, um, it's just going to be me. It's going to be a quick little episode. I might go on a little tangent and it might end up being like a full length episode. Who knows? We're only going to go where the wind blows, but I kind of want to talk about today, uh, sports and systematic racism because, you know, cause you know, this whole George Floyd thing has basically forced America to pay attention Um, more towards the racism and the prejudiceness that this country is built on more so than really ever before because it's, it's so widespread, but it's not even just America. Um, if you look, there's several countries, you know, France, um, you know, uh, I'm not gonna go into the list, but several countries around the world are also in protest, you know, now yelling and chanting out black lives matter. And, you know, the police are, you know, have too much power and it's become a widespread phenomenon. Um. So here recently, you know, Drew Brees, you know, Mr. Uh, Mister Drew Brees, Mr. New Orleans, he basically was saying that, you know, he's continually going to stand for the flag and he doesn't understand, you know, the kneeing for the flag. And, you know, and it's caused some controversy in sports where actually I wouldn't even say that's caused the con- you know, the controversy in sports. The controversy in sports has been on for a long time, even before Kaepernick. You know, we put, you know, so much emphasis on, you know, athletes, you know, football players, basketball players, we put so much emphasis on them to be cultural icons. But the problem is the culture and the country expects for them to fall in line with whatever the country's beliefs are, and that makes them the cultural icon. It becomes a problem to the country and to you know, those in charge when that icon is no longer following the same rules or seeing things the same way that you see them. So when you have someone that decides, I'm gonna use this platform that I've been given to bring and shed light and awareness to a problem that is terrifying or terrorizing this country, which is racism. Colin Kaepernick took a knee, decided I'm not going to stand for a Pledge of Allegiance for a country that does not abide by the same words in which they speak. Basically saying, it says that this is one nation for all, there's justice for all, we're supposed to be made together, we're supposed to be on an equal um, equal playing field, but we're not. We're blacks, women, black men, we're treated differently than white women and white men. That's what Kaepernick was saying. That's what his protest meant. It was no disrespect to American soldiers. It was no disrespect to the country as a whole. It was dis- it was basically saying, I do not agree with what the country is trying to portray themselves as. If we're going to say united, or if we're going to say we're equal, if we're going to say we're in this together, we need to act like it. That's what that's all his protest was, to bring awareness to it. And it was peaceful. Colin Kaepernick wasn't calling people out, you know, aggressively, he wasn't throwing games, he wasn't being a cancer in the locker room, he was standing for his beliefs, and he was blackballed and blacklisted out of the NFL. Other people took knees, some teams, entire teams took knees, you know, people reached out, some people agreed, some people didn't bottom line, it resulted in Colin Kaepernick no longer having a job in the NFL. Do I think Colin Kaepernick is a top five, top 10 quarterback? No. But do I think he's better than uh, better than 15 starting quarterbacks in the NFL? Probably. His resume was decent. His resume wasn't bad. He played in the Super Bowl. He took the 49ers to the playoffs. He revolutionized the 49ers offense for a little bit. He looked good. I don't have a problem with anything he did. His play style was fine. Out of off the field, he was fine. He protested and stood up for something that I believe in, so I had no issues with Colin Kaepernick. Um, other players did. You know. Some players of the Caucasian variety saw it was disrespectful and that you know soldiers died to defend that flag, and, but that was never the point. The narrative was twisted and flipped around to make it seem as if Colin Kaepernick was being disrespectful to the American soldiers and the American people, but really, it was just bringing awareness, trying to make everyone aware that, hey, this country, we're not equal. This country treats other people basically like crap. There's other people who are getting um, murdered and people who are getting arrested and people who are getting raped and treated like scum are people of color and that the white people aren't saying anything. They're not standing up for them. So that's all that was. So Colin Kaepernick's kicked out. You know, He's kicked out of the NFL. Boom, gone. You know, Thanks, NFL. Even though he's had several you know, workouts, you know, he's released some videos, and he looks like he can still play, he can be a backup somewhere, he's better than a lot of backups that are out there, you know, definitely better than some starters, but most indubitably better than some of these backups, so yesterday we had an issue where, you know, Breeze, you know, is saying that, you know, he still stands for the flag, Um, he doesn't, he's not, basically he's not going to respect anyone who takes a knee or, you know, whatever, right now is not the time for that, You know, right now isn't the time for you to start, you know, saying things. And I understand everybody's entitled to their own beliefs. I get it. I get it. You're entitled to your own opinion and however you feel. Right now is not the time to stir the pot. You know, my mom always told me when I was a kid, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything anything at all. That still applies as an adult. Now, I'm not saying, you know, people are being sensitive like, well, he can say what he wants. What I'm saying is right now, read the room. There's social injustice and systematic racism going on rapidly. It's all over this country and sports right now is, you know, something that we miss. We were stripped of it, you know, due to the pandemic. So, you know, people are pissed off. Let's just let's just go there real quick. We're in the middle of a pandemic, the likes of which people haven't seen at this magnitude ever. We haven't seen something like this on a global scale ever. So you have people who are out of work, people who are stressed, people who are just hungry, people who are, you know, they're, they're poor because they're, ha- they're not getting money, and the president gives them a one-time $1,200 payment that's supposed to make everything go away, but it's not. You know, there are people still out of work. So right now, tensions are high. Then you have this going on in Minneapolis. It's gonna cause riots, it's gonna cause protests, because what you're doing is pissing off pissed off people, and when you piss off pissed off people, stuff happens. Crap hits the fan real quick. So right now, tempers are flaring, emotions are high, people are upset, people are dying. It's not the time for you to say something contrary to the room. Again, you can believe it all you want, but to then publicly say it knowing that it's going to cause ripples, it's going to cause strife, it's going to cause division, not just in your locker room, but throughout the NFL, and it's going to further the divide within the country. Because you're going to have white supporters who are going to back up everything he's going to say, you have black people who are going to be against everything he's saying right now, and it's just not the time for it. But it brings light to my situation. For those who don't know, I'm a Philadelphia Eagle fan. I love my Eagles. I've been an Eagles fan since 92, even though I was born in 93. And even though sometimes, you know, it's rough being an Eagles fan, I would never change it for anything. So. I said all that to say this, you know, Carson Wentz, Carson, Jaleel, walk it to him, Deshaun Wentz is the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a white man from North Dakota, you know, like the whitest place on earth. He releases a statement that addresses the systematic racism that's not just in the NFL, but you know, in the country as a whole. And he acknowledges that he himself will never understand the pain that a black man will go through, but he's with us, you know, basically he's with us. That's the kind of statement A man like Drew Brees, who's been in this league for, what, 12, 15, you know, 16 years? That's the kind of statement Drew Brees should be setting, should be be giving. That's the kind of statement Drew Brees should be releasing. And I'm I'm thankful, you know, for Carson Wentz because it shows his maturity, it shows that he understands the real problem in this country, that it's not about a flag. It's not about politics. It's about racism. It's about the end of the day that we're separated, that black people aren't seen as equal you know, for those who are still focusing on the fact that the flag kneeling during the anthem and kneeling when the flag is presented is disrespectful to the United States military, you are missing the point in its entirety. You're missing everything. You're missing what the purpose of these protests are for. It's not about the military. I respect the military. Thank you for serving. Congratulations. You know, no disrespect to none of them. I won't pledge allegiance, I won't cross my heart to the flag and all that because, not because of disrespect to the military, but because of what Colin Kaepernick said, It's this country does not live by its own standards. So until then, until we recognize that, okay, we are flawed, we have an issue, we do not live by our own standards. You won't see me doing that. You won't see me crying at the National Anthem. You won't see me getting emotional, but I respect these athletes who still see our side, who see what the problem is. You know, I thank God for Carson Wentz, man, because look, if a black quarterback says it, you know, it still holds weight. You know, it's still important, but it's something about a white quarterback who can admit that, hey, I don't have the answers. Hey, I, I don't know what it's like. I, you know, I don't understand it because I wasn't there. You know, I've never been through it, I've never gone through it, I've never been called this name, I've never had to live under this pressure, I've never had to live without, you know, these privileges. For them to say that, it acknowledges that some of y'all are getting it. It acknowledges that some of y'all see there is an issue. It acknowledges that it's not just us. We didn't just make up this issue. We didn't just make up that we're still being oppressed. We didn't just wake up collectively as a black hive and be like, you know what we're gonna do? Let's all continue to act and say and make up lies and pretend to be oppressed and and, and and targeted and treated like scum. Let's all collectively say that so you know it can seem like it's catching on. No, of course we're not doing that. But when you see white people starting to come around and say it, It now sheds more light on the issue, like, hey, it's not just us, we ain't the only one. Like, it's one thing, like, it's one thing to stink, right? It's one thing for me to smell you. Like, if I smell you, okay, yeah, you stink. But, like, if you can smell yourself and you realize you stink, okay, now you realize, hey, there's really a problem. I need to get home and bathe. This country is that person who needs to get home and bathe because, honestly, we've been acting real foul and that stench is finally catching up to us. And it's a good time right now. For those who are really with us, whether it be sports, whether it be media, whether it be movies, radio—you know—even if you are a painter, a sculptor, whatever—if you have any influence, if you have any following, I don't care if you have six followers, I don't care if you have sixty thousand followers, whatever your following is, whatever your followers are, you know how many you have. Right now is the time that if you are with us, it's time to speak up. especially if you are white and you are for the cause if you are for black people being treated equally and we're not even asking for much we're just asking to be treated equal oh man i seen this post today i even shared it for those of you who follow me on twitter for those select few and it's such a powerful statement it's basically all it says is like Be thankful that black people just want to be treated equal and we're not out for revenge. Because think about it. We have every right to want revenge. Every single right. We've been treated like filth by this country for hundreds of years. We have every right to want to revenge and retaliate and take back everything that was stolen from us. We have that right. Be thankful that all we want is respect and not to get even. Because with white people... And I say this having white family members. I say this having white friends, white people as a whole, you know, individuals, if this doesn't land on your feet, then just, you know, keep going. But as a whole, when something happens to a white person, they thrive on getting even. They thrive on getting back. They're not just trying to, you know, forgive and forget. They try to get even. They try to obliterate their competition and uh, just be thankful that we don't have that mentality because i believe deep down you know all black people know this that we are royalty we come from a different type of living you know in africa we ran that place because deep down we know our worth And you are not going to disrespect us for long. Yes, there were some poorer tribes in Africa. You know, economies are the same, you know, everywhere. Same kind of levels of economy. But black people are royal. That is where life started. Life originated in Africa. And I believe there is a royal mindset, a royal kingship embedded inside of black people that we know certain things we're not going to stoop down to. So just be thankful. man be thankful that we are not coming for blood that we are not coming for revenge because now in 2020 if black people really could if black people really wanted to we would dominate the news medias we can dominate the entertainment industry we could dominate the movie scene you know we have so many like I say all the time black creatives that we could literally dominate any and every field we wanted to they say all the time you know if black people took gymnastics seriously they would dominate that too and that's serious Man, I know some some dudes who used to just do backflips for fun like dudes would just be climbing on top of junk just to do backflips and you know never in my life have I been blessed to have the slim physique that it is required to be able to you know execute said backflip because i am a husky man i'm a man man but some of these dudes man i used remember growing up they would do them handsprings they were doing like seven backflips in a row and these are just some black people from the street you know what i mean no training no choreography no money involved in it they never tried to pursue it they just were acrobatic athletes and if black people really, really wanted to, like you look at, you know, Gabby Douglas, you know, that's one example. But if we really wanted to, that entire industry would be us every year. Gold medals all around. Every sport, every sport that black people really put their hands to, they prosper. Basketball was meant to be a white man's sport. Black people came in there, dominated Football started as a white man sport. Black people came in there, dominated. Baseball is still primarily white, but the black people who are there, they dominate. You know, so if we really wanted to, any aspect, financially, entertainment-wise, sports-wise, arts, we would dominate. So be thankful. We just want to be treated equal, and that we don't want to come for blood, and we don't want you know take over. But tying back into my main theme, you know, we have a problem in America. this day because just how i just mentioned how some of those store those sports started off white basketball football a lot of people still wish they were all white so anytime you have a black person speak out that's anything contrary to a white man's belief it's always going to be a problem for them it's always going to be an issue because how someone said i can't remember who said it and i should have done my research before i even brought this up but Um, Just a couple years ago, two years ago, when someone told LeBron to just shut up and dribble and shut up and play basketball, you know, that's a prime example that white people love you as long as you are entertaining to them. But once you start vocalizing and start giving your own, you know, advice or start giving your own words and start speaking your own mind, now you become an issue. Now you become a problem. So that's why when Colin Kaepernick takes a knee it's an issue when you have black athletes raising the fist of you know black empowerment it's an issue all of that becomes problems because you're no longer falling in line with what they say or with what they want, you're speaking out and doing your own thing. So that's why when, you know, Breeze speaks out and says what he says, so many, I mean, look at, just go look at the comments underneath his post, even his apology. I read his apology before I recorded this and it's more like, I'm sorry you took it that way. Not so much. I'm sorry at what I said, but if you read the comments, it's like, you don't have to apologize. They should apologize. People are acting like criminals and you spoke the truth and the flag me more and how dare they and they don't apologize for disrespecting the military. Yeah, you know, same old, same old argument, you know, but that's the thing. White man says something, they're behind it. Black man says something, they're against it because it's out of their box. It's out of what they want. It's out of what they are assuming that they want you to say. It's out of the character that they've tried to create for you. That's why it's an issue. So, to any black athlete, whether you're in high school, college, professional, you know, speak your mind. They wanna put you on a platform, they wanna use you for entertainment, use that same platform, to push this message, like I used to respect RG3 in college, right? Um, I'm an Eagles fan, so again, said that a couple times. Boom. Um, but so when we went to Washington, I kind of like lost respect for him, like man. But when he was in Baylor, you know, I love this guy. Right? I was like, man, this guy is, you know, he, he's gonna look nice. He's gonna be nice in the NFL. I really lost all respect for him as a professional athlete whenever he had this shirt on that said "No Jesus, No Peace." And it was spelled, you know, K-N-O-W, you know, for the no. But then inside that, the N and the O were like black letters or whatever. So basically to say, like, no, Jesus, no peace. Like, if you don't know Jesus, you don't know peace. And the NFL made him turn the shirt inside out so he can come to a press conference. Right. And I always remember this. And it always, like, stuck with me because I'm like, man, if you believe something, you know, they have no right really to, like, strip that from you and I know people are like well this isn't a religious thing and it's not I only say that because it's an example where a man was standing for something, but since the NFL didn't like it and didn't want to offend someone, you know, they turned it around. It did you know, and I can understand, you know, there's atheists, there's Muslims, there's Jewish people. I understand. I get that. Right. And I would feel the same way if a Muslim was wearing a shirt, you know, if there was something, you know, Allah related, if there was something Jewish related, if there was something, you know, Buddhist related, I'm not here to condemn any religion. You know, I'm a Christian man, but I'm not going to condemn any religion because that's not my job. I'm, I'm a podcast host that delivers packages. Sometimes that's not my job to condemn you for your religion and your belief system, but it goes back to your belief system. If you believe something strong enough, stand on it. Don't let no one take that away from you. Don't let no one try to tell you what you can and can't believe and what you can and can't stand on. Because at the end of the day, just how they stripped that from RG3, they tried to strip that from Colin Kaepernick. They tried to silence his voice and he refused and he risked his entire career. You know, I'm not saying he would have been the Hall of Fame, but he was making some pretty good money, even on, you know, vet minimums. He's making that was more money than he's making. Now he risked millions and millions and millions of dollars just to push his cause. And I respect him so much for that. And if other athletes, you know, you had Eric Reed a little bit, you had Malcolm Jenkins, or Malcolm Jenkins is still on fire for it, um, that are supporting this cause and that are standing up. When Malcolm Jenkins spoke out against Drew Brees, I ain't never in my life seen something like that. They play for the same team. Malcolm Jenkins just came back to the New Orleans Saints, just got reacquainted with the Saints front office, just basically got reinitiated into the Saints lifestyle a couple months ago, and now has set a video basically telling Drew Brees to shut the F up. That's going to be an interesting locker room. It's going to be an interesting situation. That's something that I look forward to following because like. From this perspective, Malcolm Jenkins is a civil rights leader, you know, he's not Malcolm X, he's not Martin Luther, but he is a voice for the civil rights movement, basically. I know this isn't a civil rights movement, but it's basically the same thing. He is a voice in this community. So the safety or in his position, he is the voice of the defense. He's the captain of that defense. Drew Brees is the captain of the offense and thus the captain of the entire team. So now you have two Opposite sides of the ball. Both captains in their own right. Both vocal in their own right. Both leaders in their own right. Now we're going to be butting heads because one says I'm standing for black lives because black lives matter. The other one says, well, you guys shouldn't disrespect the flag. The flag is holy. And now it's going to cause some strife. It's going to cause some pressure. And I'm interested to see where that goes. As a fan of the game, I want to see how that plays out. As a black man, I want to see how that plays out. As someone who kind of wishes Malcolm Jenkins would have stayed in Philadelphia, I really want to see how this plays out. But it's just a curious and interesting dynamic because you're forced to be with this person. You're forced to work with this person. I had an incident the other day and uh, I can't remember if I said this on my last episode or not. I know I tweeted about it, but I had an incident at work the other day. And for those who don't know, I am a supervisor at my job. I will not say the company that I work for, but I'm a supervisor for my job. And um, it is a delivery business where multiple, you know, I deal with multiple personalities and multiple people a day. And there was this white man who... Um, over her he came to the desk, you know, he in his shift He overheard me speaking to a, another person about the riots and everything that was going on And I was uh, vocalizing some of the things that president doofus had said and um, This man who again is a is a white man When I said that, you know, the president had said when you arrest these thugs don't be afraid to rough them up You know this man started cheering he like put his hands up in praise and was like, yeah He's like they're criminals and I was like excuse me and you know he repeated himself like they're criminals you know and I'm like, they're criminals for wanting to be heard. They're criminals for having their voice silenced. I'm like, what exactly are they criminals? Because they're rioting. And I asked them the same question I ask everybody that's against the riots. What do you want them to do? They can't do peaceful protests because you tell them to shut up and play ball. They can't sign petitions because you ignore it. They can't go on strike because really that's what you want. You want the black people out of the workforce so you can continue to say that they're lazy and unemployed. They can't do anything besides riot. So he came and said this, he said this stupid argument. He told me that he himself is from Libya in Africa that he himself is an African-American and he understands my struggle. He understands the war that's going on because he himself is also an African-American. Mind you, this man has blue eyes. This man has white skin. This man has what I believe used to be blonde hair, but is now platinum silver because he's an older man, about 60. This man is white by every definition of the word he looks like a regular white man his mother and father were white he just so happened to be born in africa um and he's been here since he was like three or four years old he is as he has rebel tattoos on his leg so you can't tell me you understand my fight that you understand what i'm going through because you're african while sporting confederate flag tattoos on your leg and forearms So then when I got, you know, excited, you know, not good excited, but I started getting, you know, vocal, started saying some things and started, you know, doing my uh, warehouse preacher thing where I, you know, I, I preach the good news. I preach what's going on in the world. I'm not Bible based, but I'm, I tell people, inform people exactly with what's going on. And I started, you know, giving them facts, giving it to them raw too. Oh, I, I was giving them the business and he had the audacity to tell me to calm down, George. Calm down, George. And immediately I stopped. Immediately. I was like struck. It felt like my voice was just snatched from me for a second because I was so appalled. And when I asked him, what do you mean by that, George? And then he didn't have an answer. He just kind of like shut up. And I'm like, are you calling me George Floyd? Because for those who have been sleeping under a rock for the past week, all of these protests really started because of the murder of George Floyd that was the straw that broke the camel's back so for him to call me George and my name is not George my name is nothing close to George for him to say that it struck me I I was filled with so much rage but I had to keep my composure because if I were to attack this man especially in the position that I'm in I would have been, of course, fired. He would have been fine. There would have been no disciplinary action for him. It would have fed the narrative that, I, that black people are aggressive, black people are angry, black people don't know how to get along. It would have fed the narrative to make it seem as if they were right. And I just simply had to tell him to get out of my face. And I don't ever tell people that, but to tell him, get out of my face. Then he had the audacity to raise his fist up and ask me if we're still cool. I told him, please get out of my face. Now this, at this point I had bass to my voice. I was upset. Like I was, I was like Keith David a little bit. Like there was some roar coming from me. Cause I was, boy, I was upset. And, uh, so he was like, Oh, I guess we're not cool. And I said, Kevin, get the hell out of my face and told him to please move before I do something I'm going to regret. And he walked away. Thankfully, he walked away I haven't spoke to him since it's been a few days, but that's the kind of things that we're dealing with where white people have first the gall to even say that he understands my fight. You don't understand my fight. And then to mock George Floyd by calling me George while I'm explaining the riots and the protest. It just struck a nerve with me that I have never felt before. And to this day, I mean, I know it just happened, but I don't ever see myself ever liking this guy ever again. That just It disgusts me. So let me just get back on topic. Um, In conclusion, the NFL is very, um, I don't know, man, very corrupt, I guess, at a certain point. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but the NFL is definitely in a league of its own because when Kaepernick took the knee, you know, it was so disrespectful you know all this yada 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 now you see in most NFL teams are you know putting out the blackout post and all of them are saying black lives matter everybody except I ain't seen the Cowboys post nothing yet but that's just a reflection of who they are as a corporation but anyway the NFL as a whole for the most part are all pushing this black lives matter narrative but here's my thing when cap did it for all those years and all those years ago you blacklisted them, blackballed them out of the league and won't even hire this guy. But now all of a sudden, since the entire nation is on fire, you want to just like, oh, let's, let's hop on the train. I'm telling you, this movement is not a trend. This movement is not something that you can just, you know, hop on and use it to get likes and a PR stunt. I've seen some people... You know, some some conversations have been leaked where people are like, you want to go protest? And some girls are like, yeah. Some other girls are like, yeah, I'll get a nice little cute outfit for it and we can take pictures. <laughs> nah, that's not what this is. This isn't a moment for you to seem as if you care so you can get some likes, some followers, build a brand. This is a movement. This is a way of life. So for the NFL to sit there and kick Colin Kaepernick out all those years ago and keep him unemployed and keep bashing his name and keep saying he's an untalented swine, all of this junk and then to turn around now and post this junk it is very hypocritical it's frustrating to watch and then you know again Drew Brees posting and saying all this crap further frustrates me but at the end of the day Brees is going to have a job even though he said some frustrating things and pissed off his entire locker room I'm pretty sure Drew Brees will still be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints Colin Kaepernick takes a knee and can't get a job anywhere, but all of a sudden, NFL is all pro-black. You know, you have, you know, people like Ed Reed who've been speaking out on it. You know, Malcolm Jenkins have been speaking out on it. And they end up making little, like, plea bargains outside of court so, you know, they can stop pushing their message and, you know, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating because if you go, if you want to do a settlement with them and you also want to kick Kaepernick out, don't turn around and start posting Black Lives Matter on all these NFL accounts because either Black Lives Matter or they don't. Either you're going to be behind those who are pushing this movement or you're not. You're not going to fire a black man for pushing the black lives movement and taking a knee which he spoke to a green beret to make sure that the knee was appropriate because he didn't wanna be disrespectful. You're not gonna fire a black man for doing that and then years later, you wanna be all goody-goody and try to keep the black people happy and post Black Lives Matter and blackout posts and hashtag George Floyd. as ridiculous, it's hypocritical, it's frustrating, and it makes me really upset with who the NFL is as an organization. Again, I love my team. Philadelphia Eagles have done very well in this time. Um, Honestly, I mean, with, with what Carson has said, with what Zach Ertz has done, you know, with what the, with our owners have done, the coach, everything is great. You know, I, I don't have a problem with anything that's been handled from the organization, but for the corporation of the entire NFL, I'm let down because you should have been on Kaepernick's side years ago. You should have been right there. You should have been making sure the owners were allowing him to have a fair shot. There's no reason Brian Hoyer and. Cody Kessler get all these extra shots and extra chances even Josh McCown no disrespect to Josh McCown but there's no reason these guys should be getting all these shots over these years and never being able to really prove anything but yet they constantly find themselves on NFL roster and Colin Kaepernick can't that's an issue it's a problem so either black lives matter NFL or it doesn't prove it Don't just post a word. That's why I said the other day, social media presence isn't what we need. We need actual results. People actually doing something. Yeah, NFL, you can post it. Why don't you be about it? Why don't you really do something about it? Why don't you really give this man a shot and bring him back to the NFL? Why don't you really let him try to work his way onto a roster? Quit being hypocritical. Quit trying to make sure that the the owners and all the, the stocks and everything is in line. Make sure the money keeps coming in. Man, screw all of that. Do what's right by the people and stop ignoring the fact that racism exists. It's out there. It is here, it is not going anywhere until the people at least start acknowledging it. And it starts, really it starts with the people. But if you wanna look at it on a wide platform, you want black people to be these athletes and you want us to be able to be, and you want us to be able to perform, to get your tickets sold, and you want the, the hottest, fastest, quickest black person, you want you know all these athletes on your team, then start treating them with more respect. Let their voices be heard. Don't silence them when the thing that they're passionate about is contrary to your belief system. Don't silence them because they're speaking the truth and facts that you yourself are not ready to accept. And some of you know that racism is out there and you could care less. You allow it to happen, you don't speak up. That's a big thing, a big issue I have where people tell me that they hear and they're in the presence of people saying racist things and even if they're not black, they don't speak up on it because they don't want to cause any issues. I'm telling you now, if you start speaking up on it when black people aren't around, those who feel comfortable enough to say it will stop saying it in such high quantities. They'll stop saying it all the time. They come to you because they feel like they can say it to you and you won't judge them and call them out on it. But if you, my non-black friends, Start calling out those who continually bring up racist topics, continue to bash black people, continue to say racist things. If you can call them out on it and stop it, be on our side when we're not around, I promise you things will start progressing. Things will start moving because I'm telling you, unfortunately, hundred years from now, racists are still going to be there. A thousand years from now, if the earth hasn't spun off its axis and fallen into the sun, racists will still be here. Our job is to simply manage the ones that are going to be facing us in our day-to-day lives, not let them win control the narrative. Don't let the narrative try to control us where we always seem that we're unruly. We know we're, we're gonna be vocal. We're gonna stand up for what we believe in. Whether it's in the NFL, whether it's in the movie industry, whether it's in the music industry, whether it's in politics, whether it's just in the day-to-day lives, we are stepping up, we are bringing our needs and our desires and our wants to the forefront. We will not be treated like second class citizens. We will not be disrespected any longer. So if we have a voice, we're gonna say it. We have something to say, we're gonna say it. We feel a certain way, we're gonna bring it up to the forefront. We're not gonna bury how we feel anymore. It's just not gonna happen. And I would love to see the NFL adopt that philosophy. Let your black athletes speak. Let them, you know, that's the thing. It's one thing to have an opinion. You know like I'm not gonna let a racist tell me their opinion I'm just not I'm not gonna let some hateful person tell me their opinion but the thing is if my opinion is not harming you why not let it be You know, if I'm saying black people should be, you know, celebrated, we shouldn't be oppressed, that's not saying anybody else is, you know, unworthy. It's not what I'm saying. But, like, if a white person is like, black people shouldn't be celebrated, you know, yada, 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 there's racism underneath that. You know, I'm not saying we can't celebrate white people. I'm not saying that at all. My favorite actor is Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a white man of white mans. I love that guy. And I'm not dogging him, I'm not bashing him when I when I raise up black celebrities and when I talk about black films. It's not bashing Leo or anything that he's done. But for some pe- some reason, when white people praise themselves, it's almost like they're always bashing the black community. So Let people speak their minds as long as it's a positive message. Just because it's contrary to your belief system or who you are, that's why I'm open with other religions. I'm a Christian man, but I'm not going to bash someone because they don't believe the same God I believe in. They don't believe the same things I believe in. I used to think that way because I was, oh boy, was I, uh, I was different back then, but... I'm not going to bash someone because they don't live a lifestyle that I live. I'm not going to do that. That's not, for one, that's not what my religion is supposed to be based on. And for two, that's not who I am as a person. I'm going to let, you know, as long as it's positive, I'm not going to let you try to, like, tell me some, you know, devilish, satanic, you know, let's go sacrifice some small children type of junk. That's not what I'm on. That's not peaceful. That's anti-peaceful. That's anti-me. I'm not on that. But as long as your message is positive, it's giving one of hope. It's giving one of, you know, of light. Then, of course, speak your thing. Don't let no corporations try to keep you back So NFL, let your black athletes speak Let your people represent something other than the NFL You want them to like help the community You want them to build you know, the communities and the neighborhoods Well, a lot of them are black The majority of your players are black Let them feel a certain type of way about black communities About black issues It's simple. It's simple. It shouldn't be this difficult. And for those who love the NFL and are always saying, you know, let sports be sports, sports aren't just sports in this country. It's not. It's not really like that anywhere. In third world countries, some of them only have sports. They only have soccer or whatever's on TV. Sports, and you know, everyone knows, means so much more to people than just being a sport. It's a way of life for people. It's somehow an escape for people. It's a way to get their mind off the toxicness of the day-to-day life. Sometimes Mondays suck and yet you can't wait to get home to take a shower, eat, and sit in front of the TV and watch some Monday Night Football. Even if you have to listen to Booger McFarlane for two hours, you still are excited because you're watching football bad football is beautiful to watch when there's no football on. You see what I'm saying? Sports does something. It takes you somewhere. It brings people together. So if it brings people together, when there's an issue that's dividing people, you best believe sports is at the center of that. Because if it brings people together, if people are dividing and people are fighting, it should be one of the things that can help bring them back together. You know, I know people who are racist Philadelphia Eagles fans. I'm telling you, see them on Twitter. You have no idea. You're following each other. Next thing you know, they say some racist junk and you got to block them. But what initially brought us together? Sports. You know, the love of the Eagles, the love of football, the love of sports. So sports is bigger than what you see on TV. It's a way of life. It's a way to connect the community. So stop saying that. Keep sports and this separate because this is all one and the same. It's all one and the same. So having said all that, getting that off my chest, I thank you for listening. I have another episode uh, scheduled for either Sunday or Monday. Um, Please stay tuned to that one. That one is going to be, is the black church is doing enough in black communities? So please recommend this podcast to someone like, share it, retweet it. Make sure you're subscribed so you get all the notifications. Follow me on Twitter. That's Red Herring underscore on Twitter. Um, Yeah, man, be blessed. I'll see y'all the next time I see you. And please, please love on someone today. Black women, you're beautiful. You're powerful. Black men, you're powerful. You're everything. You guys are everything. Don't let society try to keep you down. I love you. Red out.